Hi, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the Book of Romans. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. Let's pick up where we left off. Romans chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though everyone were a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. The question is, what does let God be true, though everyone were a liar, mean? The answer is, fallen human nature prefers to justify itself and condemn others, including God, for what's wrong. See Genesis chapter 3, Exodus chapter 32, Ezekiel chapters 18 and 33, and Matthew chapter 25. When Paul says, let God be true, he means to say, let everyone recognize that God is true always and at all times. Fallen human nature lies and murders after the image of the one who instigated the fall, and to make things worse, blames, despises, and rejects the truth that alone can work the remedy. See Proverbs chapter 28, John chapters 3 and 8, and 1 John chapter 1. Christ, the source of truth and life, demonstrated his nature and the way to life by assuming in himself the guilt of every lie and all the destruction of murder, taking it away in his own death, and absolving us of it all in his own resurrection. John 1 verse 29 and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. Truth is evident in the life it works, just as lies produce nothing but death. See John chapter 10, Romans chapter 6, and Luke chapter 18. Romans chapter 3, verse 20. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. The question is, this verse shows me the need for the gospel, but what does it say about works righteousness? The answer is, Works righteousness is a witness to the arrogance, conceit, vanity, and self-destructive insanity of fallen human nature, which is why it's necessary for death to relieve us of this nature. See Luke chapter 15, John chapters 3 and 8, Galatians chapters 3 and 5, Hebrews chapters 3 and 4, and 1 John chapter 1. See also Romans 3 verses 9 through 20 for more on this. Romans chapter 3 verses 21 through 22. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Chapter 3, verse 22. The question is, is Paul's theme here, the righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe? The answer is, yes. Remembering that the law is necessary to lead a person to reject pretensions of self-righteousness and righteousness by works, and that the gospel is necessary to regenerate a soul that lives in the word and by faith in the living God. See Romans chapter 8, Galatians chapter 3, and Philippians chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verses 23 through 25. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. Chapter 3, verse 25. The question is, 
what happened to the people who lived and died before Jesus saved us from our sins? The answer is, we are creatures of time and space, so we recognize a time in history when the Son of God took our nature and our place under the condemnation of the law in order to free us from sin, death, and the devil. Galatians 4 verses 4 through 5. However, God is not a creature of time or space, so from his perspective, all of humanity has always been redeemed, and he has and always will deal with us according to his grace in Christ rather than as our sins deserve. See Genesis chapters 3 and 12, Psalm 103, Matthew chapter 25, Hebrews chapter 4, and Revelation chapter 17. People before Christ depended upon the grace of God that would be accomplished in Christ. People who lived after Christ depend on the grace of God already accomplished. For God, this gracious work has always been accomplished. See Romans chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 1, and 1 Peter chapter 1. Romans chapter 3, verses 29 through 30. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. The question is, does this verse, which says, God is one, contradict the Trinity? How is it possible for God to be three? The answer is, we're hardly in a position to make decisions about what's possible or impossible. Human history alone is filled with claims of impossibility, and then the refutation of those claims, from flight to navigation to invention to the running of a four-minute mile. When will human nature learn to be a good student rather than a hasty judge? How the Trinity is possible is like many questions we're not equipped to answer, such as how gravity works, why the sun doesn't burn out, or how God actually spoke the universe into existence. What we do know is that God makes abundant witness to the fact that there is just one God, and yet that God exists as three persons, distinguishable but inseparable. See Deuteronomy chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 4, and Matthew chapter 28. On the other hand, there are small witnesses to the notion of a trinity in creation. For example, we live in a three-dimensional universe, I can make three distinct drawings of the same object, or consider a single fire. We can distinguish between the wood, the heat, and the light. We can even experience each of those three aspects individually or all at once. God is very eager to answer the questions that our minds can handle and for which we really need an answer. See John chapters 3, 9, and 20. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been discussing today. For more helpful tools and a free Bible study guide, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue exploring the Book of Romans.